He became the means for our forgiveness. He became the means of our reconciliation with the God who is our peace, our everything, our glory, our joy. And that is the secret that Paul knew. No matter what happened to him, he would still have everything. And so no matter what happened to him, he could still do everything. The sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintigard.com. Paul describes a secret for human empowerment, for contentedness in this world. And this allows us to put down our invisible suitcase that says to us, I have no power. We'll read from Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 13. He writes, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, or for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. This is God's word. There's a line from a children's book that I don't think I'll ever be able to fully get rid of in my consciousness. And that's not a bad thing. It's a line from a book called The Little Engine That Could. It's the story of how there was a a brand new, sparklingly clean train engine. And he looked at the load that needed to go up the mountain and he said, no, I'm too special. And then there was a, a strong and mighty train engine that looked at the load and said, no, I'm, I'm too important to take that load up the mountain. Then there was a tired, old, rusty train engine who said, I'm too weak to take the load up the mountain. But then there was a little blue engine who looked at the load and looked at the mountain and saw the opportunity and he hitched himself up to that load and he said this mantra to himself over and over again. Do you know what it was? He said it like a train engine. I can still remember my mom saying it over and over. I think I can. 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 This, this, this story for me was my first memory of being taught about the power of empowerment. To talk about a more recent example, maybe, maybe you'll be familiar with this one too. Probably four or five years ago, Shia LaBeouf produced one of the most powerful, shall we say, motivational speeches of our time. 
In this video, he shouts, he gets loud about what you should do with your life. I'm going to read you some of these words here. You can, you can hear his motivational speaking in it. I'm going to try and say it like he did. He said, do it. <laughs> Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday you said tomorrow, so just do it. Make your dreams come true. Just do it. Some people dream of success, and some people work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. Just do it. You should get to the point where everyone around you is quitting, and you don't quit. Just do it. Are you tired of failing? Then don't. Just do it. Right? <laughs> if you haven't seen his motivational speech, I encourage you, go home, look it up on YouTube, just search Shia LaBeouf, just do it. You know, we understand about these things, that, that the book, it wasn't written in a vacuum, and Shia LaBeouf, he did not make this video without an audience, right? Or to say it another way, there's a reason that the author wanted to tattoo that mantra, I think I can, I think I can, wanted to tattoo that on the minds of, of young readers. And there's a reason why Shia LaBeouf felt that he had to stand up and aggressively shout, just do it, at people. It's because they knew something about our human spirit. They knew that most of the time, we don't think we can. Most of the time, we don't just do it. Most of the time, we carry around with us that invisible suitcase that contains the idea, I have no power. And so we come to an obstacle in life, and, and we don't do it. We don't have what we need, we don't have peace, we don't have joy, we can't do it. It's important to realize that, that when we talk about this kind of thing, that, that this kind of thing is deeply, intensely personal. What I mean by that is each one of us has our own set of difficulties. Each one of us has our own set of roadblocks and obstacles in our lives. It's deeply and intensely personal. We know that. We know, in theory, that the little engine that could wasn't talking to the person sitting next to us. And we know that Shia LaBeouf isn't shouting, just do it to your neighbor. He's talking to you. It's deeply and intensely personal because each and every one of us are living a very real life with very real obstacles. The Apostle Paul knew that. He also lived a deeply personal life with very real obstacles and, and he wanted to minister to that in his people. And that's why in this text, he, he builds a case for God's vision of human empowerment. 
And that's why as he builds that case for God's vision of human empowerment, he uses his own life as an example. Not anyone else's. His own. Did you notice how he did that? He, he did it in a couple ways. He did it with personal pronouns. He talked about his own life experience. He said, I rejoiced because you have concern for me. I know what it's like to be in need. I know what it's like to not have food. I know what it's like. I have a secret. I know the secret. I can do anything, everything through Christ who gives me strength. Paul talked that way. I, 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 me, me, me. Why did he talk that way? Not because he's unveiling a secret narcissism in himself and, and, and also not because he thinks that his life experiences are more potent and more effective and more real than anybody else's life experiences. You know why he talks that way? You know why he brings his life experiences to the forefront? It's because Paul is a pastor. And he's got a big old pastor's heart that just wants to care about his people. He wants to show that he gets us. That he's lived life. That he's been bitten by life. That he has been hit by life's rough edges and corners. You know, he doesn't want us to think that he's just some, some guy who's got all the right wisdom and has had all the right things happen to him and, and he's just going to step out of his limo onto the, onto the red carpet to teach us what we've got to do. He makes sure that we hear him say, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to lack everything. He's speaking to us from his own human experience. I'm going to dig in on this a little bit more. He, he is not speaking to us from a theological ivory tower. He is not speaking to us as if he is a, a sage on the stage looking down at all of us and, 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 and hoping that just a crumb of his wisdom will fall down so that we can live our lives a little bit better. No, he is speaking to us as one of us and that's so important because he wants us to hear him. To truly hear him when he tells us the truth. The truth that applies to each one of us no matter what our lives have in store for us. No matter what our specific joys are, no matter what our specific obstacles and pains and hurts are. Do you know what that truth is? It's the truth about contentment. It's the truth about empowerment. It's the truth that Paul has built towards and now states. Paul wants you to hear him when he says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. 
Now, isn't that just about the most empowering thing in the world, right? You're going to be able to leave church today and you're going to be able to stand up in your life. You're going to be able to get completely unstuck. You're going to be able to achieve every single one of your dreams and everything is going to work out perfectly for you, right? That's what that means. You know, I remember when I was probably in 6th or 7th grade, I told you last week I was in the 95th percentile for height, and that, mean, that meant that I was comparatively good at basketball. I was 10 inches bigger than anybody else. The opposing coaches would consistently ask my coach, are you sure that kid's in 6th grade? <laughs> and so I had this little kid dream of being in the NBA. And I was convinced that if I practice my dribbling drills, if I shoot enough jump shots, if I practice my free throws enough, I'm going to make it. And I remember going to a basketball camp and, and seeing one of my coaches with, four, with Philippians 4.13 plastered on the front of the shirt that said, I can do anything, everything, through Christ who gives me strength. And that solidified it in me. I'm going to be in the NBA because Jesus says I can do anything through him. And then I got to this week, as I was prepping for the sermon, no closer to the NBA than I was at that time, probably further away. And now, as I sat looking at this verse, I also noticed that Paul says that this is a secret. He said, I have learned the secret of being content, and that secret is this, that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now, this doesn't seem like much of a secret, right? It seems only natural to know this. You could even know this without knowing everything about Jesus, that, you know, it's our thought. Most people think like this, that if, if you have a little bit more Jesus in your life, then things are going to start going really well for you. If you want to have more peace, if you want to have more achievement, then you need more Jesus. That's the way that most people think. It's not seemingly a secret. In fact, you know, there's, there's a really big idea running through the majority of Christianity right now. And that idea is that the more Jesus you have in your life, the more Jesus you, you sprinkle into your decisions and everything that you do, the better things are going to go for you. If, you. if you believe hard enough, if you believe rightly enough, then Jesus will become some kind of pixie dust that if you sprinkle enough onto your life, then, then things are going to go your way. It's the kind of idea that makes your life seem like if you believe well enough, then your life is going to turn into a, an all-expenses-paid, all-inclusive resort where everything in your life is going to be served up with joy on a silver platter and you just get to sit there and enjoy as wave after wave of peace washes over you. And it's the same kind of idea in parenting where where if you give your kids enough Jesus, if you bring them to church enough times, then every domino in life is going to fall for you. 
They're going to become exactly what they want to be and they're going to get exactly into the career that they want with exactly the job they want. And, and your life as parent, you'll get to just experience their life as a parade of peace and joy and pride in them. It's the same idea that says to sixth, sixth grade me that if you practice hard enough and if you believe well enough, you're going to beat LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Because I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, right? Is that the secret? I know we want it to be, but, but look, I didn't become an NBA star even though I wanted to. I did practice. It didn't happen for me. And I know that there are many people in this room today who have huge aspirations for their lives and they haven't seen it come to fruition yet. Does that mean that that person isn't believing well enough? Does it mean that God isn't good enough or isn't kind enough? Or does it mean that that's not what Paul meant? See, when you look at Paul, you can tell that that's not the secret he was talking about. He says that he can do everything through Christ who gives him strength. But you look at the Apostle Paul and you can see that he's not a world beater. Actually, he looks a lot more like world beaten. Since the moment that he became a Christian, he spent a lot of time in jail. And he's had... Rocks thrown at his head until he was a millimeter away from death. He's been persecuted. He's been chased out of towns. And, and he tells you with his own mouth, I know what it's like to be hungry. I, I know what it's like to not have a pillow under my head at night. I know what that's like. That's the Apostle Paul. So what exactly is his secret? What exactly does the Apostle Paul mean when he says that he can do everything through Christ who gives him strength? Because he says everything, right? And he means it. Just not the way you think he did. What this doesn't mean is that if I practice enough, I can make the NBA and I will because Christ strengthens me. And what this doesn't mean is that if you work hard enough towards a goal and you believe enough in that goal through Jesus, that that goal will come to fruition. That's not what this means. What this does mean is better. This is Paul's secret to being content in every circumstance. He knows that no matter what, and I mean no matter what, no matter what happens in your life, you're going to be okay. You could lose everything. You could lose literally everything that you hold dear and you still can have peace. You still can have joy. And here is the secret to understanding the secret. We can be okay no matter what. Because the world isn't what we ultimately wanted anyway. 
People of hope, there is so much more. There is so much more to, for us to have than we ever knew. We came into this world wanting just a little bit of pleasure and a little bit of glory for ourselves. There is so much more for us. There's God. And He is revealed to us. He is restored to us and He is given to us in Christ. In Christ, we are given a God who is so jealous for our attention and so committed to our well-being that He gave Himself up so that we could have everything. So that we could have His joy, His peace, His hope, His eternity. He gave himself on the cross. He died for our sins and took them as far away from us as east is from west. He became the means for our forgiveness. He became the means of our reconciliation with the God who is our peace, our everything, our glory, our joy. And that is the secret that Paul knew. That no matter what happened to him, he would still have everything. And so no matter what happened to him, he could still do everything. No matter if he was hungry, he could be hungry. And he would do that. Because he knew that Christ had filled him. And he knew that he could live with nothing. And he would live with nothing because he knew that Jesus was already his everything. He knew that everything could be taken away from him and he would still have everything in Jesus. He'd still have his peace. He'd still have his joy. He'd still have his crown. He'd still have his Jesus. And that is God's vision for empowerment in our lives. It's just so filled with Jesus. Christian empowerment doesn't look like Christians jumping from power to power and joy to joy. Christian empowerment looks like this. Christians are still people who, who yeah, they, they see incredible joy in their lives, but they also sometimes see incredible pain. And Christians, yes, are people who sometimes confront an obstacle in their life and they, and they encounter a bright solution for that obstacle. But sometimes Christians are people who encounter an obstacle and instead of finding a solution, they find another obstacle in their way. But the secret of Christian empowerment is that no matter what, we have everything. We've still got our glory. We've still got our peace, our everything, our Jesus. Or to say it like a man named Paul, who lived a whole lot of life, said it. I can do everything 
through him who gives me strength. And that's a statement that's not said in a vacuum. And that's a statement that's not hypothetical. It's a statement that is said to you in all of its truth so that you can put today, put down your invisible suitcase that contains the idea that you are powerless. Because you're not. You are powerful. Because no matter what, you have Jesus. Amen.